Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Iron Road Way. And we have an incredible treat for everybody today. We have the one and only, the world-renowned Jungle Jack Hanna here with us today. Jungle Jack, thanks for being here. No, it's good to be here. I don't know about worldwide or not, but... <laughs> Jack, there's, is there any place in the world that you haven't been? You've been to every continent, right? Yeah, everywhere, yep. You've been all over? Yep, North Pole, South Pole, every continent in the world, yep. Unbelievable. Yep, it's been interesting to not just view the animal world, but also meet people throughout the world. I can't even imagine. Unless you help people, you can't help animals. So that's what I've learned over the years. You know, I've heard you say that a bunch, Jack. And you, one of the reasons, I mean, obviously you became so famous around the world because of your TV appearances and, and the personality that you've got. But I know that one of the convictions you've had is you felt like you really could help the animal world by educating people through television, right? Yep, that's exactly right. To, you know, you can, you, obviously the people world is very important to, to the animal world. Mm -hmm. That's where uh, you know people want to know what's happening. I think a lot of it's due to overpopulation of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, the animals have to have a place to live, and so do people. So, mm -hmm. um, a lot of places they've worked it out, and there's some places that haven't been worked out. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think we all realize now in the animal world is very important to not just all of us as we are, um, but also to your children as well. Mm. And because we ended up, I mean, when you say overpopulation, I mean, basically we end up taking habitat over from the animals, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's no doubt about it. It's happening as the world has gotten bigger and bigger. So, I mean, not the world, but the number people. of people in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, people keep asking questions about why is this with this animal? Why is this for this person? Why, why is this happening here and there? Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's okay. You know, we have um, uh, three kids and we have grandkids. And so I'm not saying the overpopulation uh, people ask me all the time, where's the, where the problem with the animal world? Mm -hmm. Where's the problem with this and that? Mm -hmm. It's very simple. It's a word called overpopulation. Mm -hmm. We have grandkids, so I'm not trying to mm -hmm. knock people who have kids or anything right, else. Sure. I'm just saying that the world was built so big, mm -hmm. and the animals were here, and, of course, man came on Earth, and mm -hmm. you can only take so much when it comes to the world. So mm -hmm. overpopulation is one problem the animals have in the mm -hmm. world today. Mm -hmm. So, Jack? The education for, I mean, the zoos back then, they weren't, there weren't many people even going to them, were there? No, not really, no, because zoos back then, when I first started in 19, um, let's see, 1963 or so at the Knoxville, Tennessee Zoo, wow. maybe a little earlier than that, I was very young, and uh, went with a veterinarian to go visit the clean cages at a vet, veterinarian place. <laughs> you and started he, at the bottom of yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, and the veterinarian took me to, the, to uh, the Knoxville, Tennessee Zoo, and I saw the zoo, and came back home that on our farm in Tennessee and just told my dad I'm gonna be a zookeeper dad. So <laughs> You knew it right then. Oh yeah. And how old oh, were yeah. you? Yeah. Fifteen, fourteen, I don't know. Wow. And I said I'm gonna be a zookeeper. And sure enough in what, high school. What'd your dad say? Now his name was Haas. Oh well, yeah. yeah. And my, he was a he was a big football player at Vanderbilt, yeah, right? Yeah, very and basketball. Yep. But he just said, Jack, remember these words before he passed away. He said yep. I know people make fun of you you what you work with animals and this and kind of thing and yep. clean cages, but he said, Remember something, Jack? There's three love. There's three words to remember in life. Mm -hmm. Love what you do. Love what mm -hmm. you do. Four words. Love what you do. It could be your mm -hmm. business. It could be your uh, family. Whatever. Those are four important words, and that's what you better learn how to do. Wow. So a lot of people that will listen to this podcast, Jack, they're going to be people like in business, right? And they're trying to figure out what they want to do. 
and they've got lots of options. And younger people today are jumping from this job to this job. I think the average person jumps like eight times hmm. in a career. If you if you were giving advice to people out there in the business world, you I mean, obviously your dad told you you gotta be you gotta love what you do. Yeah. It's it's people today say be passionate about what you do. And for you, because you pursued your passion, it turned into be something that was incredible. Yeah. I mean, things that yeah. you and Susie never dreamed of doing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a matter of, you know, being on TV or anything like that for mm-hmm. many years. That just something that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you never I, planned on that? No, never. How no. did it get started? No. Was it just your personality? No, no, it could have been a part of that. But main thing is I did local stuff for a CBS station there in uh, Ohio, Columbus. In Columbus is yep. where you started. Yep. So that was the first TV in Columbus. Yeah. Was that the 70, late 70s? Uh, it could be 1978 or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to 78 there, so I'd mm-hmm. say 1982 or something like okay. that. Okay, so early 80s. Yeah, I just did, um, you know, some people asked me to do some animal stuff, so mm-hmm. I just did it. Mm-hmm. Had fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of it never was paid a dime, so it, was, it wasn't just money involved. It was a matter of you were marketing what you love to do, that's all. Yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were marketing, basically, because when you got the Columbus Zoo, there's nothing. Well, yeah, they had some issues as far as the zoo was a I mean, beautiful, it was small, right? Yeah, the zoo was a, it was a small zoo, and a beautiful zoo at the time, where the zoo is setting on on a river, on a lake. Yeah, you know, it's a beautiful area. It's a beautiful thing that the Columbus Zoo has. Mm-hmm. A lot of zoos in the country don't have. Mm-hmm. But the point is, um, all the zoos today versus the ones I went to and worked at in Knoxville and the other zoos as well. Even Knoxville's got a great zoo now. Most all the zoos in the country, I'd say all the not most all the zoos in the country, mm-hmm. are incredible places for animals to teach all of us about the animal world. And there's, you know, some people say, well, they shouldn't be in a zoo, animals. Well, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I can understand sometimes why they say it. Mm-hmm. But having traveled the world, filming animals all over the world, every continent, and having been involved in the zoo world since I was 15 years old, cleaning cages, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's very important because you can't save something unless you love something. And you can't save something unless you know about something. And that's what the zoological world back then, mm-hmm. when I first started, yes, it was, you know, zoos were just really a place where a lot of it was caging and you got to sit there and look at the animals and leave. But now with the education uh, things the zoos have, mm-hmm. with the habitats they have costing millions and millions and millions of dollars, these animals have it better than anything in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, a lot of people can't go to Africa like I have or mm-hmm. South Pole, North Pole, all the places all the world I go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish everybody could do that, but mm-hmm. by going to a zoological park like Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. Columbus Zoo, um, in most zoos in your uh, places where your people live mm-hmm. in this country, all the people listening mm-hmm. right now, um, I'm sure you live near a zoo, and it's a place where you can learn about animals. You can finally see the animals yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's TV. You can see animals, like on our show, my show, or whatever shows you want to watch. Mm-hmm. And yes, you learn something, but by seeing it in person. And a zoo is, is special. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. different. Now, Jack, one of the things I know I've heard you talk about is that you were fortunate in that you had some people that were mentors of yours, like Mel Dodge yep. and John McConnell, yep. who really came alongside of you, and they saw that you loved what you did, and they got behind you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mel, the city of Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's passed on now. Great man. Mm-hmm. Uh, went there, and then Mr. McConnell, John McConnell. Uh, mm-hmm. Worthington Industries, Mr. Mac, Mr. McAuley, he's the one that um, helped really change the zoo along with many other people in Columbus, but they, mm-hmm. he believed in me, and mm-hmm. we got started with a bunch of stuff then. Now, is it true? <laughs> this is true. Uh, <laughs> no, Roy, i got to know if this is true. So did you, did you really, did he really bring you a check, and you had yes. a gorilla 
Did yes. that really happen? What, yeah, no, tell what, people what yeah, happened because well, they'll love this story. Uh, John McConnell, Mr. McConnell. Um, you called him Mr. Mack. He's, he's gone to heaven now. He's a great, incredible human being. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of stuff for Columbus, not just the zoo, but he came in there to present a check to me, and uh, we went to show him behind the scenes of the gorillas, and somehow the gorilla reached out and grabbed the check and ate, it, <laughs> ate, ate the check. <laughs> but I got real nervous. Did he see it? You thought it was all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I said, oh, I'm sorry. Because it was a big check, yeah, right? Said, oh, yeah. I said, I can't believe this happened. He said, Jack, you know, I can always write another check if we're going to calm down. <laughs> so that was embarrassing. Oh, yeah. You've had a few of those things happen. Now, speaking well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've had a couple, right? Well, yeah. You know, Jack Nicholas, he, he, being from Columbus, Ohio, and yeah. Columbus is right near his golf course there. Yeah, where it, um, uh, yeah Muirfield. Muirfield, yeah. 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 The big tournament there, the yeah. Memorial World every year. Yep. Yeah. And he, they, a bunch of people come to our zoo then. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jack Nicholas is a wonderful family. They love the zoo as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's something to see. You know, you get things happening every once in a while. I take them on a tour of the zoo. And I remember one time <laughs> that uh, I think Jack was might have been one of the people that came with me with his group. Yeah. And then the girl went to the bathroom in his hand and threw it and hit him right in the chest. <laughs> So that's, that's yeah, you're laughing about it. I'm not. What did you do when it happened? I just tried to run away. <laughs> <laughs> now, you understand that this is why people love watching you on TV, because yeah. you're being serious. I mean, but, yeah. Jack, most people wouldn't react like this. No, you just no. you wanted to leave. Yeah. <laughs> the grill threw and it, it hit him with some crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put that nicely. Okay. So he might hit you right in the chest. Oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. Not a lot of people have gorillas throw uh, crap at Jack yeah. Nicholson, hit him in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So you've done. You've done. You did. Everybody knows you and David Letterman. Oh yeah. History and Good yeah. Morning America. Yep. And. You've obviously had Anderson grown, Cooper, all kinds of shows. Yeah, and and all the anytime there was anything that happened that was tragic in the animal world, all the TV shows wanted to call and wanted to talk to you about it. But you and David Letterman, that was you were the longest standing act on that yep. show. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I, well, you did it, over I don't know about the, I don't know about the longest, but yeah, it all depends. I've heard, I've been told that, but I, I mm-hmm. don't know. I never looked at that as a, mm-hmm. as a thing. Mm-hmm. But I, did, I must mention, though, Good Morning America was the first show I did because we had twin gorillas born at the Columbus Zoo. And they got it that, started. And that was that's where the whole thing started, my TV stuff. Wow. But, you know, I just, I just have – I enjoy doing TV and also try and just talk to people in a simple way mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that kind of thing. So that's what I, which I did with my speeches, with the TV shows, and then finally the um, – the uh, CBS affiliate in, t- in Columbus mm-hmm. when we do an uh, animal thing at the, mm-hmm. the, at the zoo along with Kathleen, my daughter. Yep. He was now living in England. And then my wife and Sue kind of took over Kathleen's duty there. And so Sue and I filmed uh, for ABC for many, many years and mm-hmm. uh, did some great shows. Jack, I'll tell you what. One of the things that is I've known you for 30 years, and one of the things that has endeared not just people, the public to you, but your family to you, is that you've never taken yourself too seriously. Nothing's no. above you. Nothing's above no. you. You've always been willing. And I think these are great lessons for people to learn out there, people that are trying to make it. And whatever their passion is, nothing was ever above you. You always returned every phone call the same day that yep. you got it. You were passionate about what you did. And you always used to tell me, you say, Billy, hard work and enthusiasm yep. overcome a lot. That's right. And you kind of lived your life that way. Yeah, I sure you? did, yeah. You know, you, you you can work hard if you love what you do. Yeah, that's the whole key there. It really doesn't become work, does it? Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you know, to to see the the children, to 
see the children coming over their families because those big smiley faces or mm-hmm. one of the hardest things for me to do is uh, I don't talk about this much mm-hmm. are when it's the uh, not just um, a dream yeah. of a dream of a child but mm-hmm. that and then of course the children that we know that might not make it let's put yes. it that way yeah and they they want to see it's the hardest thing when kate my assistant and aaron and the, my office there because say jack you've got several people that want to see you uh, this month or their child has leukemia uh, some have brain tumors uh, i could go on and on for you and that's that is one of the hardest things for you to do no doubt about it mm-hmm. uh when you when you're going in there and uh, with the parents and the child comes in and looks at you and hugs you and mm-hmm. uh, i get to show them some animals and that kind of thing it's it's a powerful thing uh, as far as uh, as far as what I'm doing not powerful to benefit me I'm saying it's powerful because it's powerful so powerful to see a child like this it's it's hurting in a way uh, because you can't go in there being hurt you got to go in there being yeah. happy uh, explaining to them about the animal world yeah uh, why yeah. they want to know why, why I did that so that's yeah. that's one of the toughest things I do but I must say yeah. I, I do look forward to it to help kids because what a gift I mean, you've got these kids that have terminal illnesses, yep. and their make-a-wish is they want to be able to go to the Columbus Zoo and see Jack Hanna. Yep. And so having yep. been through that with Julie, yep. having walked in those shoes, it's painful yep. for you, but you got to walk in there, put on a face, and say, you know, I want to make this That's a right. tremendous experience for this That's child. That's right. And I talk to the child, and all of a sudden you see a tear come down the parent's oh, face. Because it's their child's dream. Yeah. It what is, a, it's what hard. an amazing gift. That's yep. unbelievable. And you see also some people say, you know, when, when they come in with uh, brain tumors, they mm-hmm. know that they, a lot of the kids will make it, but there are those that don't. Yep. And um, so when you I've tell, read those letters. Yeah, when you, and when you talk to somebody, the parents, mm-hmm. you, I, do, I do know what they feel like. You know, some people say, I know what you feel like. You've, you've done it. I'm mean, sorry, yeah. maybe not really know how they feel like it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I'm just saying. I know what it feels sure. like. You walked in the shoes. Yeah, Julie, to this day, even as a result of yep. St. Jude saving her life and the Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus saving her life. So Julie's been through several lives. And yeah. so um, you have yeah. to understand that. So when I sit down with these young children and their parents, I know what it's like. Yeah. I've yeah. gone through it three times now. Yeah, yes, you have. So, Jack, if, you, if, we, if we went back to TV for just a minute and we talked about the David Letterman show, is there one? I don't. You did hundreds of shows, right? I think uh, there was a hundred something shows in a foot. I don't know how many years. Thirty years, maybe almost. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, was there one that stood out, or one or two that stood out? Is, oh, the Letterman show. Yeah. Yeah. When. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. I got one I can remember. I'm going to ask you if you remember saying it. What? You had a camel on there. Yeah. And the camel walked in, and did it really blow up the whole hallway? All the oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, I, I, I got the camel um, because it was my friend. The camels, you know, can go anywhere. Yeah. So I measured the uh, elevator out the time of those, one of the shows I did before the, the yeah. next show. It showed I could bring a, a big old giraffe on the, in the the elevator. Yeah. But I never thought about once I get off the elevator, I've got to walk down a hallway about I don't know <laughs> about a hallway about fifteen yards. And it blew the hallway up. Well, yeah, but I never thought about it until I came off the elevator and the animal's hump <laughs> went through the ceiling on the, on the CBS or uh, wherever station yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, the, the New York affiliate. Yeah, yeah and I go, I go down through there and the hump, because I'm leading the animal, and it's just tearing out those little things. With, you know, the lights yeah, are up. Yeah, those, yeah, those, yeah, those, just the drop-down ceiling. Those drop, yeah, just, the yeah. drop-down ceilings, yeah. yeah. And the hump just started taking them all out. And I couldn't stop the camel because I brought and taking him in there. 
and of course, in Letterman, he's a great guy. He really is. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I had so much fun over the years working with him. And uh, we never, by the way, uh, talked to each other before the show. We never planned anything. Mm-hmm. It was just all for real. You just that went show. With it. And everybody asked me about the show. They really liked watching it because it was oh, real. It was real. And he and I just were who we were. And, and there uh, was something about that chemistry that just yeah, it was. Worked. You're right. That you know chemistry. What I mean? Yeah, it was. It just worked. Yeah, he, he could say something to me and. You know, I'd just go right back at him, kind of. It was just like, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, well that, that show, Jack, I remember the camel being out there. Yeah. And I remember you reaching up on grabbing one of the humps. And you looked at him and you said, Dave, feel it. Feels oh, yeah. just like a bosom. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> it's just the first thing that came to your mind. And yeah, he well, looked at you like, cra- what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was crazy, didn't he? Yeah. Well, that was crazy. No, it, that was fun, though. Oh. No, we did a lot of things. Yep. That's we did a lot of things. What's amazing is how long you've been able to keep the public's interest. There's something about you and your personality that no matter where you go, because I have had the fortune of being able to go with you a lot of places, yeah. people know you all over the world. And it's, I truly believe, and for our for people that are going to listen to this and think, okay, how does it apply to their life? If I were given my two cents on being able to, having watched you from the outside, <laughs> It's being real, it's being humble, it's putting other people in front of yourself, and, and you're passionate about what you do, and people are just attracted to that. Yeah, just one of those things. But people, have to do, people have to, they ask me about the TV, how did I study? For, I didn't study for anything in TV. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, how did you learn how to do, be funny and all that stuff with Letterman? Because you are who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's all I can tell you. You were just real. You were yeah. reality TV before reality TV got that's a good Popular. point. That's probably a good point. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm going to bring something else that most people don't know. Yeah. Because you were. You were reality TV before reality TV took off. Yeah. But is it true that when Survivor was first coming out, they came to you and asked you to be the host of that? Is that right? Well, yeah. It, it was, a, from my understanding, you know, it, was called, it was called something else that we meant. It was Survivor, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I can't remember. The, uh-huh. It called about something like that. Uh-huh. And but just, it was just starting. Yeah, well, reality was, TV yeah, was yeah, just starting. Yeah, right, something like that. And I just knew I couldn't do it because I can't do everything else I'm supposed yeah, to do. You had to say no to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it's funny that that you know, the whole Survivor, that all those kind of TV shows, you know, have taken off in the last fifteen, twenty years. But you and David Letterman really just. Oh yeah, you were reality TV before reality TV it, was even right. a thing. It, it, because he was who he was, I was yep. who I am. Yeah, and that's how that whole thing worked. Great, and uh, and. Uh, and you don't, you know, you, when you do the Letterman show, he, uh, he just is a very bright guy, number one. And it's just, you don't sit there and plan everything. You know, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never even really told him what animals were bringing until we got there. Is that right? Uh, oh, yeah. Was he as afraid of animals as it seemed like? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Especially when I had the cobra there and got loose. <laughs> <laughs> had it been... Had it been, what do you well, call it? Had, that, it, had deep, no, it wasn't defanged. It just, uh, it just stopped. The it venomous. Stopped, venomous, yeah. 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 But you know, it was it was really fun to do that. Um, matter of fact, um, I'm trying to think of what all. I mean, there's some. We even took uh, took that beaver on there. That some guy rescued down Mississippi. My buddy it was one of the biggest in the United States ever found. So he brought I brought the thing on there. So wait a minute, this guy rescues a beaver and you bring it on letter? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny though. It was just funny. Oh my gosh, that thing and beavers when you feed them, they uh, poop in their water, you know, and then uh-huh. slap it with their tail. Uh-huh. Of course, that's what happened at Letterman, and then yeah, <laughs> slapped it all over the place. And then I also taught you how to milk a goat. That was even funny. Yeah. But uh, uh, he, oh, he, I remember uh, that. Remember, I, yeah, I raised goats, and so I wanted to take one on there to milk, show him how to milk. And yeah. So I said, "Come here, I, I'll show him how you 
with a, those of you that don't know how to milk, you just pull and push. You pull the, the nipple down, <laughs> and then you push like this with your hand. Pull and push. So you, you gotta massage that's, it. That's a key. Just yeah. pull and push. Yeah. You're milking because I did it on our farm in Tennessee. I milk cattle or cows. I mean, and yeah. goats. I raised yeah. goats. Yeah. So I brought the goats on there this one time for Letterman to uh, milk, and um, you know this is a. It was it was Goat something else. Started pooping everywhere, didn't it? Yeah. And then I think you squirted him. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to. The, yeah, that's one thing. You're right. The teed at him and it squirted yeah, all over. I, I, got the, I was milking the thing, and I was turning around to, to um, you know, I was trying to show him how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, you pull the teat down, pull and push, like you mm-hmm. pull and push. You push it in like this, and that's where the milk comes out. And I twisted my hand like that, and that milk went flying across, <laughs> uh, not flying, maybe three feet. It hit him right in the crotch on his brand-new pants and thing. So that milk went everywhere. He didn't think that was funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember his facial expression. Oh, yeah. He didn't look like he no, was he should, happy. Yeah, he didn't like it. I oh, said, I did not mean geez. to do this. Man. And then we'd talk about things. And uh, you know, Sue, my wife, has been, been, Sue's been with me for 51 years now. And, Amazing. And, and I think he, I can't remember if it was him or what show I did. He asked if, um, is, is your wife, Jack, all the stuff you've ever done with the animals in her house, all the stuff you, uh, we've read in your book, has she ever said no? And, yeah, she said no to me one time after being married. And my uh, daughter, um, Suzanne, was being uh, – or Julie, either one. I think it was. They were six. Suzanne. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, no. This was when they were real young. I think it was right when um, my daughter Sue was born, and I was in there, in our house. We built our own cabin, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting we're there in Tennessee, and I, and, I, and I had to bring the two chimps home from the, the zoo that were had real bad colds, weren't eating well. So I was sitting on Sue was sitting over there bottle feeding um, her chimpanzee young one, and I went over and I was sitting on the steps of the, uh, across the room there at the cabin that I built. That didn't last very long. The one I built because I can't build anything. Anyway, so I'm sitting over there and Sue's sitting on the other side. And I'm, she, I'm trying to um, bottle feed the chimp, my, just to bottle feed the chimp. Now, yeah. Suzanne's sit, or my my wife Susie's over there in the cor- corner of the ha- yeah. cabin, yeah. and she's over there. Um, Breastfeeding uh, Suzanne, my daughter, second daughter, yeah. breastfeeding her, and also feeding the chimp. Yeah, I uh, mean the baby gorilla. So I'm going like this. What in the world am I doing wrong? And so I kept watching her, and my wife, across the room. You're trying I, to figure it out. And I said, "Oh, I know it." I said to her, across the room, "I said, hey, Sue, would you?" She goes, "No way, Jack." She, she, <laughs> you didn't even get it out. <laughs> yeah, she thought I was going to ask her to breastfeed the chimpanzee. Were you? Well, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> I had some ideas. But she, it's the only time Sue's ever said no to me in 50 years of marriage for taking care of animals. So she, she's taking care of all kinds of animals. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Jack, I'm going to ask you one question because you spent a lot of time. That's really kind of you to do. Thank you. Um, and I don't know if you've even, knowing you as well as I do, I don't know if this is something you've even thought about. But when I listen to you tell that story about Susie, and I mean, you're probably the only person in the world that's ever been married that looked at his wife and said, hey, will you breastfeed <laughs> my sick chimpanzee? Yeah. I mean, the first thing I think of is they should do a movie after your guy's life. It's it's incredible where you started. Yeah, some people ask us that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing when you look at the the number of people that you've touched across the world is an astounding number. Well, it's nice. I've but written we, a book about my life. Yeah. I know, you've written a few, right? John, I think it's Jungle Jack, My Wildlife, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and um, but what do you, have you ever thought about, I don't know if you really would have thought about this. But have you ever thought about what you want your legacy to be? Someday when you leave this earth and you go to be with your maker in heaven, what do you want What do you want people to remember about Jack Hanna? Well, just, you know, I'm a person who 
like I said to you, love what you do. Mm-hmm. That leads to the rest of the, a lot of stuff you mm-hmm. do in your life. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're not liking what you do, that could affect people that you're talking to. It could affect your family, your children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've always tried to kind be. Kind of down strands. Right, point. exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always believed in love what you do. Mm-hmm. A lot of football players love playing football. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love uh, animals. Some people don't. Some people do this. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, that's how I've just had my life. And, and sure enough, Sue is a person that. Uh, well, I think I may not have told you I took a donkey to college my first year 